Well, tonight, I don't have a um, heartwarming story. Sometimes I do on Christmas Eve. But I do want to talk to you about why Christmas is good news for us. We're here celebrating this news. All of these beautiful songs have been written to celebrate Jesus coming into the world. Um, you know, when you think of Christmas, you think of joy and, and celebration and love, right? But when you think about it, um, that is not necessarily, um, that's not the way it had to be. Um, the fact that Christmas is good news is actually a, a surprise. And let me tell you why. Um, Christmas is all about God coming into our world, right? God coming to be among us. But if you know something about who God is, holy and righteous and transcendent, and if you know something about who we are and what the world is, it might be bad news for God to come among us, right? It's like, what if the boss walks in and the workers are dancing on the tables and partying it up and destroying the office equipment? That's bad news. What if, what if the parents open the door and find the kids strangling each other? That's bad news. Um, so why is Christmas good news? God came to be among us. God is holy, our world is not. Why is this good news? I want to read a psalm for you, um, Psalm 97. And you might wonder, as we go through this, what on earth does this have to do with Christmas? And I'll tell you. Psalm 97. This is actually part of a suite of psalms, 96, 97, 98, that all talk about God the King coming to his creation, and what happens when he comes. There is, on the one hand, celebration. On the other hand, there is absolute terror. So, let's begin Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. There's, there's joy. God is... God is the king on the throne of the universe. He's good. He reigns. Good news. Right? Verse 2. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. This is starting to sound like bad news. Right? Righteous, so, so it said righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. God is essentially a righteous and just and a holy being. Utterly different from, from us. Uh, the world is not righteous. Justice does not prevail here. There's darkness and evil and sin. And so when God comes, fire goes before him. Right? This is starting to sound like not good news. Verse 4, his lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth. Okay, this is terrifying now. The, the, God's lightning, his light is 
is revealing and illuminating everything, good, bad, and ugly. And then God, in his power, um, is coming, and the things that seem most solid in this world, the mountains themselves, are like melting before him, like wax on a candle. When a holy God comes into an unholy world, people run for cover. Things things um, get terrifying. It's, it's game over for an unholy world. Are you tracking what the psalm is saying? And it says in verse 6, The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the peoples see his glory. He said, when it says all the peoples, he means every person on earth, every people group, every nation will see God's glory. It won't necessarily be a um, welcome thing. What is God's glory? The best way I can describe it is like the jaw-dropping awesomeness and majesty and impressiveness of who God is. And when we see him... It'll be like a blinding light that we, we, we so bright we can't look at. It. It's glory. Um, and so it goes on in verse 7. All who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols. Worship him, all you gods. We live in a world that is filled with idols. Filled with other gods that people make for themselves, whether it be money or sex or power or fame or um, success or a tribe or a flag or a leader or just yourself. It doesn't have to be a statue that you bow down before. And, and when a holy God comes into a world where people worship other things, all of those idols are, are exposed for the sham that they are. That's what this is saying. Those who worship idols will be put to shame. So, so far, it sounds like God coming to earth is, is bad news for sinful people. Right? Um, and in fact, when you look about, when you look around and see all of the, the messed up stuff in this world, and all of the violence and, and evil, hatred, I'm not saying there's not good in the world. There, there's a lot of good in the world, but we have really gone off the rails. That's what sin does. And when you look around and see that, doesn't it sometimes seem like maybe the only solution is for God to just melt it all down and start over? Just, just come back and melt everything before his holy presence. But, but that's not what God does. In fact, this is why Christmas is so amazing and such good news. Because what we're here to celebrate tonight is that a holy, just, righteous, transcendent God came to earth not with mountain-melting power, but as a helpless baby. He, he came not in a way that that, that everyone saw and fell down on their faces before him, but he came secretly, almost. He came in a way that was hidden to most. He came gentle and lowly. He came in a way almost the opposite of what we, what we just read. And so, 
why did he do that? Because God wanted to save sinners and not destroy them. In his love, he wanted to make a way for us to, to be reconciled to him and to know him and not to melt with fear before a holy God. You know, the Apostle John uses the word glory to describe Jesus. But it's not a, it's not like a knock your socks off, bowl you over, melt, melting mountains kind of glory. It's the glory of God's grace. John says in, in chapter 1, John chapter 1, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's why Christmas is good news, because God came in Jesus to show us his grace. He came um, not to destroy us, but to heal us and forgive us and save us. Isn't that good news? Amen. And the baby in the manger was, was God incarnate, helpless. And he, he grew up and became a man who healed and forgave sins and restored people and preached good news of the kingdom. And then in the, in the thing that displayed his glory most of all, he offered his own life, God's own life, for sinners by dying on the cross. And that, that shows God's glory. The glory of his sacrifice, self-sacrificing love. That's why we're here tonight, to celebrate the breaking in of God's grace and love into our world in a way that was totally unexpected. And there will be a day when Psalm 97 happens, when Jesus comes back with mountain-melting glory, and all peoples on earth will recognize him, but for those who have trusted in Jesus and turned to him in faith, that will not be a day of terror, but a day of joy. When we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And when Jesus finally crushes all that is evil and dark and sinful and wicked, all that is wrecking the world. Christmas is the, the beginning of that victory. But it's one that we get to share in. So if you trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin, Christmas is awesome news for you. Christmas is good news for you. If you don't trust in Jesus, Christmas is good news for you because you can. Because it's God's offer of peace, of saying, I don't want to destroy you, I want to save you, I want to show you my love. Amen.